Hello, and welcome to the Engineering Career Coach Podcast. When you look back to five years ago, where did you think you'd be right now? Are you where you wanted to be today? Do you even know where you wanted to be today five years ago? And more importantly, where do you want to be five years from today? This may be really hard to answer as we and of course the world can change so much in five years. I mean, look what happened in the last couple of years in our world through the pandemic and a lot of other things that are going on in the world today. But unless you are really aware of what you want in life and in your career, you'll more than likely get bogged down in the day-to-day routine and your bigger dreams and goals may never be realized. And if that's the case for you, you may end up somewhere in five years, but maybe not where you really want it to be. And that's why in today's episode, I'm going to talk about career planning and more specifically about why you should create a five-year career plan. We'll talk about what your plan should include, and I'll provide you with four very important steps that you can take to ensure you reach the goals that you set for your five-year career plan so that you can become proactive and really take control of your career. If you don't know me, my name is Anthony Fasano. I was the original host of this podcast. I'm a licensed professional engineer who practiced as an engineer, but eventually decided I wanted to focus more on inspiring engineers rather than doing the engineering myself. So since then, I've written a book entitled Engineer Your Own Success and have traveled the world helping engineers become better managers and leaders. I started this podcast actually years ago, and uh, more recently, Jeff Perry has taken over as the host, and I've still mixed in some episodes from time to time. And I'm excited to focus on creating your five-year plan with you in the episode today. Before we get started on career planning, I just want to mention that this is a free show and our sponsors help us keep it free. And now I'd like to recognize our sponsor for this episode, SSAI, or Science Systems and Applications. Are you an engineer looking for an exciting career in the aerospace industry? Then check out SSAI's Virtual Engineering Job Fair Monday, March 28th from 2 p.m. to 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. From hardware to software, testing, calibration, and validation, you could be helping design and build the next generation of satellites that monitor the health of the Earth, explore our neighbors in the solar system, and study the composition of the universe. Upcoming missions SSAI will be supporting include the Dragonfly mission to Saturn's moon Titan, the capture, containment, and return system for the next Mars sample return mission, and the Nancy Grace Roman Space Telescope, which will unravel the secrets of dark energy and dark matter in our universe. SSAIers help design, build, test, and launch the iconic James Webb Space Telescope, the most powerful telescope ever launched into space, and one that will be able to see the formation of the first galaxies and give us detailed information on potentially habitable exoplanets. Others contributed to the recently launched GOES-18 satellite, the latest in a series of weather satellites designed for better detection and monitoring of our storms, hurricanes, lightning, smoke, as well as provide improved air quality warnings, safer flight paths, and more accurate monitoring of radiation hazards. If you see yourself working in a fast-paced, rewarding career that directly contributes to projects helping to improve our understanding of the world we live in, stop by SSAI's Virtual Job Fair. Check out www.ssaihq.com to register for the fair or apply for open positions today. SSAI is looking forward to seeing you on Monday, March 28th. Let's jump into our episode on creating your five-year career plan.
Now it's time to help you create your five-year career plan. What inspired me to start thinking about five-year plans a few years ago was someone referred me to a book called Where Will You Be Five Years From Today? And that book was written by author Dan Zadra. And at first, when someone told me about the book, immediately the name kind of caught my ear and I thought, wow, that's interesting. And it's not like a long, detailed book. It's actually pretty short. There's charts. There's places you can write text in, write in the book. It's really a good read. But it was the first time that I really started thinking about planning and goal setting in blocks of five years. And it's been a really, really great thing for me, both for myself and my own career and for our company, the Engineering Management Institute. We've kind of used them to really help us grow the company. I'll talk about that a little bit too. But first of all, what is a five-year plan? A five-year plan is a long-term strategic plan for reaching specific goals. Often, five-year plans might include several separate goals from various areas of your career or your life if you're looking at personal goals, personal, career, financial, relationship goals. And usually, this plan would have a list of longer-term goals and then some steps to achieve those goals. And five-year plans are really strategic by nature, and they can help you make sure that what you're doing today is going to help you get to where you want to go in five years. And that's the key. You're going to bring a five-year vision down to the ground. So what are some of the benefits of taking the time to create this five-year plan? Well, it can really help you to create some focus around what's most important to you in your career or your life. It can help you avoid doing things that aren't going to put you on the path to your goals, right? Which we like to call kind of following those shiny objects that come up. And there's a lot of them that can distract you and take you off target. And it may also show you where you need to change things up a bit. Maybe you're getting burnt out, so maybe you need to change your process or you need to prioritize better. It certainly can provide motivation for you because you can see that plan. You can see the goal at the end. It's not going to happen tomorrow. It's going to happen in five years. But still, if you're passionate enough about where you want to be, you'll get there. The other thing that's great about having a five-year plan is that if you set it up right, and I'll tell you how to do that in a few minutes here, you'll be able to see if you're on track. You can measure progress. And if you're not on track, you can make adjustments. You're certainly more likely to achieve something when you have a plan on how you're going to get there. All right, so enough about the five-year plan. Let's jump into the four steps that you can use to create your five-year plan. I'll call it a five-year plan. I won't use the word career because really you can use it for life. You could use it for your career because, you know, a lot of times those are intertwined as well. So, right, so maybe you just want to create one overall five-year plan for yourself. Let's dive in here. The first step in creating your five-year plan is to identify kind of the key objectives that you want to achieve over the next five years. What are the big, I guess you could call them goals. I like to call them objectives because they're kind of bigger than goals in a sense. Like for example, do you maybe you want to be debt-free or maybe you're trying to pay off a house or a car. That could be one of your goals. Maybe you want to have your professional engineering license. That could be one of your goals. Maybe you want to be at a certain level in your company. That could be one of your goals. Maybe you will have wanted to start your own engineering company by that time or grow your company to a certain size by that time. Those are your bigger goals. To go through this step, you can brainstorm a bunch of different potential objectives. And if you're having trouble figuring out what you want those objectives to be, you might think about your knowledge, your experience, your strengths, your weaknesses. And just writing those down on a piece of paper can help you to identify where you want to go. You can also start to think about what additional skills or knowledge or experience that you might need to be able to then reach those objectives. So that's step 
number one, right? Those big picture objectives in your career, get my license, be debt free, you know, save X amount of money in the bank, become a vice president within my company or organization. Now you're going to go to step two. And step two, you have each of those objectives, let's say on a piece of paper, or maybe they're in a spreadsheet, and you want to come up with a list of steps or actions that you're going to need to take in order to achieve each objective. So if your goal is to become debt-free, then you're going to need to save a certain amount of money each month that you can use to pay down your debts. Maybe you need to create a separate account, bank account for debt payoff and, and funnel the funds there appropriately. Maybe you need to get an extra job, right? If you want to get your PE license, you need to first investigate what the process entails. At some point, you'll need to sign up for the application. You'll need to purchase the materials or borrow the materials from someone and so on and so forth. And part of that might be, I need to acquire two more years of experience before I can even apply, right? That's why this is a five-year plan. So you're looking at the whole process. Let's say, for example, your objective is to become a vice president in your organization. Okay, so what do I need to do to get there? If you don't know, you got to find out. You got to ask people. Oh, I need to have a license to get there? Okay. I need to bring in this much business or I need to work on projects of this size? Okay. Do you need to be at the company for a certain amount of time? Maybe, maybe not. But that's what you're figuring out in terms of the steps you'll need to take to achieve those larger objectives. Some of the other things that you might think about during this step is the kind of mindset that you're going to need to develop or maintain through this process. And again, the skill sets that you're going to need to build. Are you going to be able to delegate some of these actions or do you actually have to take all of these steps yourself? Part of this process may be relocating to a different geographic location, right? Depending on what those objectives are. And ideally, you want to have objectives that are measurable like applying for the exam or creating a bank account where I can save extra funds for debt. Those things you can then say, hey, I achieved that or I didn't. Step one is figuring out those key objectives. I wouldn't go too crazy. I'd say like three to five key objectives. Step two is figuring out the steps or actions that you'll need to take to achieve those objectives. Now, step three is my favorite step, is now you want to create shorter term goals that are going to help you Achieve those actions you listed that are going to drive you towards those objectives. You see how we're breaking this down. So for example, we like to use quarterly goals here at EMI. So if my goal was to get my PE license and I've identified the different steps, like acquiring two more years of experience or researching the materials that are needed, researching the exam application process, then in my goals for this quarter, my goals might be earn three years of experience towards my engineering experience. Spend two hours researching the application process. Call Mike Smith, a friend of mine who took the exam recently for feedback and information, right? So you can start to really define the actions that you're taking on a daily, weekly, or quarterly basis that if you do those that quarter, at the end of the quarter, you're closer to achieving some of those actions or bigger steps. And then if you do that year over year, you're moving towards those goals. We have a quarterly goal setting spreadsheet that we use at EMI, where our team members each have their quarterly goals listed. And me as the leader of the organization, I'm taking a look at those goals and helping them craft those goals based on EMI's five-year plan and our strategic objectives and the actions that we have around them. And very rarely, if at all, hopefully never, will someone on the team have a goal that's not related to one of those actions in our strategic plan. A couple of points about this third step of setting the actual goals. Make sure that you set smaller, manageable goals. That's the point of breaking them down from objectives to steps or actions and then to goals. The goals are like the really small steps. The way you could think about this is if you're climbing to the top of a building, your objective is getting to the roof, getting to the top. 
your steps might be getting to the next floor. Your goals may be taking a step on the staircase. So you want to make those small goals that are going to get you to those actions to the next floor. And if you take it floor by floor, you're going to get to the roof. All right. So make sure they're smaller, manageable goals. And I prefer quarterly as opposed to annual. So if you have quarterly goals, then that should help you to ensure that what you're working every day is working towards them. And if you get off track, step four, which is our final step, is going to help you get back on track. And step four is to update your goals quarterly. And then when you do that, you can update the overall progress towards your objectives. See, what's nice about this process is that you really can't get that far off track because every 90 days you're resetting. You're looking at your quarterly goals again. Did you achieve them? Did you not? If you did, then you have to set your next slate of quarterly goals. It's really not a hard process. It's probably something you can really do in an hour, at least a draft plan in an hour, maybe a couple of more sittings to finalize it. But at the end of the day, think about that for a minute. In an hour, maybe two, you could set yourself up for a very successful next five years of your career or your life, depending on how you go about setting this plan. Right? So let's recap those steps. Step number one, you're going to think about your key objectives that you'd like to achieve. And some of the examples I gave were becoming vice president in your company, getting an engineering license, becoming debt-free. Step number two, you're going to list the steps or action items associated with each of those objectives, right? So again, think of those as the floors that you'll need to climb to get to the roof of the building, which is the objective. Step three is going to create the daily, weekly, or quarterly goals that you're going to use to climb up the stairs, essentially, to the next floor to complete some of those steps and actions, right? You're really bringing it down to the ground, making sure that what you're doing today is moving you in the right direction for five years from now. And then last but not least, you're going to update and review your goals quarterly. And if you're completed with them, great. If you're not, you can shift them to the next quarter, but you just want to make sure that you're not getting off track and that every quarter your goals are aligned with your longer term objectives. Again, I'll mention the book that was helpful for me through this process, Where Will You Be Five Years From Today? And that book kind of got me thinking about the five years plan. And then I kind of created these steps myself just from reading about strategic plans and business strategy and building some strategy for the Engineering Management Institute, realize that you can apply the same in your career. I hope you enjoyed the episode today. I would love to hear your feedback, comments, or questions. You can go to engineeringmanagementinstitute.org, click on podcast. There you'll find the Engineering Career Coach podcast page, and you'll find a summary of the key points discussed in today's episode, as well as links to any of the resources, websites, or books mentioned during this episode. And make sure you check out our upcoming training programs, which you can find at engineeringmanagementinstitute.org by clicking the upcoming training button at the top of the website. We offer programs on people leadership, project management, and seller-doer or business development skills for engineering corporations that are always enrolling managers and leaders into our courses, and we hope that we can help them to develop these critical, critical skills. Again, I hope you enjoyed the episode. I hope you'll put it to use and you'll create that five-year plan. And until next time, I wish you the best in all of your engineering career endeavors. The strategies that you heard in this episode will be of no use to you unless you take action and start to implement them in your career immediately. To help you do that, we have designed a system that you can use at engineeringmanagementinstitute.org. It combines live monthly webinars with PDHs, plus a private forum giving you access to coaches and premium content focused on helping you build your management and leadership skills. 
Join us for our next live webinar at engineeringmanagementinstitute.org and we'll help you engineer your own success.